I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. to the Wise Men Say preview podcast as we look ahead towards uh, Sunderland's trip down to Bradford City at the weekend. But because we played on Tuesday night, we'll be looking back at the 2-2 draw against Peterborough. My name's Frankie Francis and I'm joined tonight by Roy Fallow. Hello Frankie. And Craig Clark. Hello. Welcome along. Everyone alright? Fantastic. Good feeling, day guys. Feeling great, yeah. Feeling great, good. Feeling great. Thursday night, got that weekend, the weekend yeah, on the horizon yeah. well, feel. Apparently, apparently in, uh, in, in the biggest cities, uh, what people do, if they work in like the city, city uh, they go out and get wrecked on a Thursday. Friday's a write-off, but you're all right because you're at work anyway. And Friday is a kind of least productive day of the week. And then you don't have a hangover for the weekend. Yeah. Well, I'm voting conservative after that then, because that's, that's their lot, isn't it? The yeah, city that's their lot. lot. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're already having a four day work yeah, week. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, so sounds great. As yeah. me and Craig can attest, and I'm sure you've been in this position as well, Frank, you've been in a rock and roll band. After we've done the shows, the live shows in, in London, go, and they've been quite close to the city of London, and yeah. going out and try and get a pint after, but it's a Saturday night. So everywhere's closed. Yeah, so yeah they don't like it, do no, they? Because they all live in the Cotswolds. So we did, we did <laughs> it. We did it. Gone home, yeah. haven't they? It yeah. happened to us the first time. We're like, oh, we won't do this again. And the next time we did the live show in London, we did the exact same thing. I and wandered I mi- around for hours. I missed that one. Classic, so. classic error. Yeah. Yeah. Learn by your mistakes, guys. Uh, because <laughs> we normally just look ahead at games in this uh, podcast. It's a little bit boring sometimes. <laughs> but uh, we're, 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 we're getting yeah. a look back on but, one. But stay tuned this, this time. <laughs> but the, the but guys, listen next week. The guys get all the glory, don't they, on the Monday night. But yeah. now we can have, because it was a Tuesday night game yeah. against uh, Peterborough. Let's uh, look back. Uh, 2-2 draw. Uh, Rory, how did you see things on a Tuesday evening? In the end, 2-2 about right for you? Yeah, it feels like after the sending off and them equalising straight away, you think a point gained, but after the first half display, when we should have probably been 2 or 3 nil up at half-time, the best half we've played this season, I don't think anyone would disagree with, at least in terms of our ta- our attacking play. Yep. Um, so you look at that first half and think, oh, well, maybe that's actually two points dropped. Mm. Um so we kind of, I think we showed the best of ourselves and the worst of ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think defending was a bit slack for both goals. Yeah. Um, a bit unlucky for the first, actually, worse, to be fair. We've had worse defending. Yeah, but it was, just, it was just a bit sloppy for the second. It's a ball over the top and yeah. you just, you let someone ghost in. It's, you know, it's not great, but I was impressed with Flanagan at the back, um, but yeah. mainly the attacking players like 
Chris Maguire. Uh, um, with Chris Maguire now, I'm at the point where it was worth <laughs> getting relegated to League One to see <laughs> Chris Maguire play for Sunderland. Like, I, I think like Matthew Keelan's like taking too much of the glory of being the outspoken Chris Maguire fan. Yeah. But oh, I, I need I need a moment on Chris Maguire. Like <laughs> well, that that touch and the way the way actually. It, after the sending off, yeah. that he was, and when they equalised, he was just like, "I'm not accepting this." Yeah. And it was it, what there was a spell where it didn't look like we had ten men. Yeah, he just he was because he, he was two because he was two. He dragged he, he dragged us back in into the lead. It was obviously a shame we couldn't hold on to it, but oh, that that first touch to yeah. set up to set up Sinclair's goal. You can actually fantastic. hear someone on the uh, on the playback of the of the uh, I think a collective. Cry it from the crowd, say, "Oh, turn!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can hear yeah, it on the yeah, video yeah. of the, on the highlights. Uh, Craig, you're you're a Maguire convert. I am. I was in the hate crew <laughs> that I invented with someone at work, but we've both converted to the Church of Maguire and drank have, the Kool Aid. Yeah, we've got like <laughs> figures of him up in the office that we're like pray to at lunchtime. Yeah. And now, nah, to be honest, uh, I'm with I'm with Rory. Like, you know, obviously, when I said I hated him, I don't I really hate him. I don't hate. Anyone who plays for Sunderland, other than the obvious yeah. candidates over recent years, um, but he's he's been fantastic and he's a great character. And I think he's one of those where, if he's playing well, which he is, and he and he's he's loving the fact that he's at Sunderland, which is really enjoyable. You can see why fans. He's a bit of a marmite and he love hate. Yeah. So if it's not going for him, you can see how fans would turn on him. Mm. But when it's going right, I mean, there was a great moment at Coventry as well when we were one nil up. And uh, the ball went out of play <clears throat> on, I think, our left. And their fans must have been giving him some stick. And he was giving them the old one nils and, like, the sort of calm yeah. down hands and stuff. Yeah. And it just, that really, like, it just puts a smile on your face. Because, like, all right, you know, we're in, we're in the wrong division. But who cares? You want to enjoy it's, it's yourself. It's yeah, fun. exactly. Yeah. Even when we're not winning, which we aren't at the minute, we're, we're kind of on a bit of yeah. a rocky run. But it still hasn't been, like, horrible. It's, yeah. it's, it's an overused phrase in football and it, it sounds really wet and I'm a bit disgusted at myself that I'm going to say it but you watch like the celebrations of Sinclair's goal on Tuesday night and it does feel a bit oh, I've got the club I've got my club back a little bit oh, you, look at, you, you look at players like Maguire Madge Max Power yeah. who just great, love, great, play, love playing for the club like even the players who aren't like who were a bit out of form like Adam Matthews his celebration for the goal oh, it, looked like a, it. it looked yeah. like it meant so much to him it's like I'll tell you what as well like Matthews first half he put in some absolutely lovely balls that were just begging for someone like yeah. Charlie White to get on the end of mm. obviously he's injured but like speaking about that first half good as we were and we were we only we didn't test the goalkeeper no he had nothing to mm. do which is really disappointing. Like Sinclair not even that hitting chance. the target. Yeah. Maguire actually not getting onto the end of that wall. One where I think it was Oviedo put the ball yeah, across. Yeah, the touch kind of took him away. Yeah. And it, and it's like, in the second half, when they came on to us for sort of 10, 15 minutes, and we did our usual trick of not having a clue what to do when a team starts applying pressure to us, we could all look a bit like, uh, right, we haven't got the ball where we're supposed to be. They had some really good chances. Yeah. And McLaughlin's what, McLaughlin, worth, what, yeah. What a great goalkeeper we've got there there was a performance to pull out as well wasn't it um the, the performance of the goalkeeper his best performance for Sunderland possibly yeah, yeah he looks he looked a bit shaky at the start obviously he had that mistake in the Gillingham game to yeah. give them the lead but the last few weeks now he's looked really solid and yeah. you were kind of worrying a bit after last season like oh have we got another dud here but he looks really assured now mm-hmm. excellent against Coventry as so well they, they're the, they've got the only other goalkeeper I've seen who I've thought looks like 
he's got pedigree. He was mm. a commentary keeper, Burge. I think he's he's destined for a higher level, and I think McLaughlin could definitely play like championship football. I don't. The only sort of thing in his game that I've noticed is that he can be a little slow off his line. Yeah. But I think he's improved that actually. I think the chance against Coventry where they bombed through, he he did really well to make himself big. For example, in that instance, um, and you know, like, you don't you just speaking of of kind of performances. I suppose we should talk about the referee. I don't know how, why I wanted to segue into that. Then I just couldn't help no. but think about his. It's on the agenda. Oh well, <laughs> he. I mean, he was just. I'm speechless at it how was, it was unreal. I've, I've never shouted so much at a game. I mean, there's years. those referees, refereeing performances you've seen over the years where you're frustrated because you feel like you should be getting something from the game and you're screaming. And I have, in previous years, screamed more than I did on Tuesday night because simply on Tuesday night, it was so unbelievable. Baffling, right? yeah, it was totally open-mouthed rather than shouting at them. Yeah, oh, I, I just lost... I just couldn't stop shouting, weirdly. I yeah. know what you mean. I was What speechless. was your favourite wrong moment? <laughs> The whole the, the game. Max Power one. The Max, yeah, Max Power one. That, that was superb. Being fouled by two players and a foul given against him. Yeah. It, <laughs> there's no words for that. Big, big fan of Flanagan just being elbowed repeatedly. Yeah. And then a yellow card being brandished with about two yeah. minutes to go. But mm, I think, like, like, with the refereeing is so appalling in this league. Yeah. We've got to learn. I think Peterborough were quite streetwise and oh, did, did know what, like Tony knew what he was doing with them elbows, knew he was probably going to get away with it. Yeah. I think that's where we missed Catamull. I oh, think yeah. someone um, tweeted us, tweeted the, the podcast account about us, um, mentioned how Catamull gets up in the air quite a lot oh, in does. the middle. And he, I feel like some, he's won every single corner this season. Well, yeah, yeah, that as well. Yeah. Like, I don't think he'd be, he'd be at least giving Tony as good as he got there, whereas... Bolden and Flanagan, quite good players, but they're not they're not like pro, like hard lads like Catamol no. is. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just like, cut the chase. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Even though they're League One defenders, they're, yeah. they're not that kind of defender, that mm. kind that kind of player, not that kind of personality. Whereas Catamol would be getting yeah. up with Tony, he'd be giving him elbows as well. So I think that's we missed him in that regard as well, not just from for his tackling, mm. for the way he's actually been building our attacks. Um, yeah. Just he's physical. The dark arts. Yeah, like to call he's, it. A, he's a physical footballer. He likes mixing it. Yeah, I think Power does as well, but yeah. in a different way. Like Catamol, people have Power's pretty, a bit more of an athlete, is yeah, he? And yeah, do I it in that agree way. With that, um, and I would, I would say Catamol is a lot more mobile than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. And you notice it in comparison to McGeek, who really is one of the slowest footballers I think I've ever seen. Mm. Like, yeah, he's he not going to get him down, is he? And yeah, Catamol just gets. Fo- no wonder he scored three goals. The quality of the division's much poorer, so he's going to get clearer sights of goal, and he's yeah. a good enough player to bury chances like that. Um, but he, what McGeek won't do that he will is tackle, and we're just and the, what you said about winning the ball in the air is absolutely true. Yeah. We've relied on that a lot in front of the back four and from corners, as you say, yeah. Frankie. Um, and it's just it's vital he comes back in on Saturday because I think what we saw. On Tuesday was really encouraging in one sense. If one of the better teams in the division tried to play football against us, they couldn't. But what was discouraging was when they reverted to this type that yeah. other teams have done against us. There's a lad on Twitter, Mobile Macam, I think his handle was saying, and he's quite right. When they went down the route other clubs did, it really shook us. And even just as we looked like we'd weathered the storm, Oviedo does his yeah. idiotic. How did thing. you see things? 
for the Oviedo sending off. It's just don't don't give him an option. I know yeah. there's people being saying who was sat near that Madison. Was it Got Madison who did Madison. that? Yeah, he left that, something on him, didn't oh, he? He definitely but had it. Don't, you part you don't you don't try to boot a player up the arse like really, <laughs> dear. You just don't do it. You're it probably kicked good. him in the tit. Yeah, he did. He I think it was, <laughs> it was just a wild. It's so high. Well, he couldn't. Come on, he's got to know better than that. Yeah, exactly. And he was a little bit distraught, wasn't he, when he was coming off? But he, he knew what he did. He knew yeah. he'd been stupid, but, but it, keep your composure. I mean, no one's going to defend him, and I'm not no. going to. But at the same time, he's lost his head, and he's not the only one who's lost his head. Power did a little bit at one point, mm-hmm. yeah. and I don't blame him because two people were wrestling him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he lost his head a little bit, even as a sub. Currently, now this is a player who I think he said that was his first red card of his career against Oxford. I might be wrong, but I'm sure he tweeted that out or something, mm. and he was really disappointed and blah blah blah. And I'm thinking, well, that doesn't look like that the way you play. I mean, is it, mm. it why why are we so ill-disciplined? Is it because we're disorganised without the ball? Are we working it. on that? It doesn't feel like we are. Over because that's over that, enthusiasm, maybe. That's the dis- not discouraging thing, but the frustrating thing is you can see we're so close. Mm. This, I know we're on that barren run at the minute where we've only won one in six, but it's not down to us playing terribly. It's no. down to just little mistakes. You can you can pinpoint in every game mm-hmm. what we've done wrong. Mm-hmm. So in theory, it should be quite easy to iron that out. It's not mm. like last season oh, yeah. where we were just. Awful all over the pitch, <laughs> and there was about ten different problems. Well, eleven different problems, really. I guess so you could many. say. Um, but this season, you can see what it is. It's a little lapse in concentration. It's not keeping discipline. It's not putting games to bed. So you, you just hope. I said this a few weeks ago on on here that we just need to keep in that top six, top eight picture because then if it does click, we're in the position to put the, the run of games together to get us promoted. Mm-hmm. You can't keep going on runs like this. You've got to keep winning games to keep that ticking over. But you can see that it's so close to being there, yeah. and actually, that speaks volumes. I think the job that Jack Ross has Jack Ross has done already, the ownership's changed at the club. It's pretty much an entirely new team, and he's already got them playing that well. Yeah. So you you would have confidence in him that he can iron out those little mistakes. But you look at the Bradford game now, after not winning on Tuesday night, after not winning a Coventry, after leading in all those games, you do think. Right now, you put in that performance. Now you, yeah, you lay down a bit of a marker. I'm not saying now. Now we have to go on that run where we win every week. That, but they have to win this. game. But we have to win this game. We've because then those last three results actually, you think, all right, two away games where we've taken four mm. points and a point at home, which you take against the con- a team who had won every away game. Exactly, who are fair. really good on the road, who are good, probably going to be up there with us as well. The, you know, they are, at least for the moment. And you take in the context of what happened in the game. We went down to 10 men for the last half an hour. And, and we looked like we could have gone on. Exactly, we, we still managed to get another yeah, goal. We were the better, we were the better team. Yeah. Weirdly enough, we were actually the yeah. better side for the, yeah. the like, last, last 10. 10 minutes. Yeah. But like you say, that sloppy moment at the backs cost us again. Yeah. And the sending off, and, and then you could, well, obviously if, the red, if you win yeah. on if you yeah. win on Saturday, that's eight points out of twelve, mm-hmm. out of four games because you're including Rochdale in that as well. Oh right? yeah, yeah, Rochdale, Coventry, Peterborough, and Bradford. You get that win, eight points out of twelve, quite a good return. Oh, completely. It's just um, it's it was... frustrating because you could see the game again. Yeah, uh, and I've seen a lot of people comment on this on social media saying, "Well, if that's the best the league's got to offer, we should be fine this season." Mm. What do you make of that? That kind of um, well, I've, I've, I've made that kind of comment and thought that kind of thing, but then you've got to take a, back, a step back and look at it and say, well, yeah, but we've only won one in the last six games. And mm. I, 
our home forms are best in the league. But do you think that's due mainly down to in, uh, self-inflicted wounds, basically? Not, by, you know, mm. by mistakes at the back, by getting a player sent off, by having injuries in the first five minutes of the game. I think part of it's down to teams knowing how to pressure a yeah. team who wants to play. The, the poor starts football. in games. Yeah, mm. that's really hurt us. But it's kind of flipped the other way now. Yeah. Coventry game and that one. Get the uh, first Tuesday. goal, I thought. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You think, mate, we'll, we've, we've done well when we've done that. Yeah. And they've both come into the game second half. It's almost like they've looked at it and thought, just get through the first, then have your spurt yeah. of energy and, and have a go at them. I'm, I'm sure that's not what Peterborough were trying to do. They just didn't perform or they're just no, not I as think good they would, as you think they, they were just trying to, but, to probably do what served them well through games. But I don't know who those away games that when, when Peterborough won. The only, like, who, the only they, team played that played is Charlton. Right. And they beat them 1-0. So with all due respect, the they, they were up against games. a much better opposition oh, on Tuesday yeah. where that isn't probably going to work but they've picked up them and Portsmouth have picked up a lot of points away from home yeah. I think we've picked up half the number of points they have mm. away from home whereas at home we've got the most points I think of anyone in the right. league because uh, Peterborough won no, sorry Portsmouth won away again so yeah. that that is it it's not an issue yet I think we've got eight points so far which is averaging around about have we played five away games so it's just under two a game mm. so if we were to win the next one, you're pushing it close to two points per game average, which is enough away from home, yeah, more yeah, than enough, absolutely. really. Yeah. Um, but it's an if. It's still an if, and I don't, I don't know a lot about Bradford. I think they might have won midweek. So yeah, they we'll, did the one away to Wimbledon, but they've been yeah. terrible. Yeah, they this have season. been awful. Yeah. Well, we'll look, Oxford. we'll look at Bradford in, in a second. We'll hear from the manager uh, Jack Ross now. Uh, a question first from from Nick Barnes, BBC's Nick Barnes. He asks them if Catamol and Honeyman will come straight back into the squad. Yeah, no, it's, it's what it is. It's nice to have them available because it strengthens the squad. Um, it means our squad is, you know, it weakens with Brian coming out of it, but it strengthens with George and Lee being back available. Um, and today, I was it was one of those days where I was kind of have decided I didn't. I've not thought too much about it today simply because I wanted to see players physically um, to see where they were after the other night physically, mentally, and then we'll probably look more closely over the course of this afternoon when I speak to the medical staff and and George's players, but. They very much come into the thoughts, but equally there was a lot of players that did very well on Tuesday that have have given themselves every chance of maintaining their place, and that's what I hope to get from the game. And I'm you know I'm pleased that I got it. Um, Bradford, it's an interesting one because I think this is the first time this season you're coming up against a manager that you'll know mm. very well because yes. you were head to head effectively last season. Yeah, and even back to. In my second season at Alloa, David was in charge of Livingston in League One when they gained their first promotion. So I know him, um, I know him well. To be honest, we've got, we've got a really close mutual friend as well. So he's uh, what he achieved at Livingston was fantastic. He, you know, they've continued that momentum that he very much built in the Scottish Premiership this season. I think looking at his Bradford team today, I still think that he's probably the. I don't think they'll maybe play entirely as he would like them to play until January, probably until he gets maybe his own type of personnel in. I think he's probably, as you sometimes have to do, trying to find a way within the personnel he's got. But all these teams played with a great deal of energy and, and aggression and, and pressed and stuff. So I know kind of what to expect in that regard. And obviously they had a good result midweek. But yeah, nice to come up against somebody that you know, I'm familiar with because I haven't done so today. I haven't really known any of the managers I've come up against. And is the, I mean, it's the same for you, I suppose, the lure of English football. I know he had a connection with yes, Bradford because he played career, for the yeah. Premier League. But... 
um, you know, for both of you to leave, mm. you know, clubs that are, and you know are doing really well in Scotland. Yeah, I mean, David was obviously well, slightly different. And he had a very good playing career in England. So, um, you know, Palace and Chelsea, and then obviously you mentioned Bradford, and then obviously left Livingston without another job to go to. So different set of circumstances, but. Whether or not that was part of his plan all along, I don't know. Only he could answer that. Whether or not he left there with the, the hope that he would get an opportunity to manage in England, and but it's a, I think that managing in England is is, in effect, isn't it? It's just managing a different country, and that's part of the appeal as well, because of the proximity of the countries all the time. It's never really seen as much of that. It's like yeah, you just want to go there for whatever reasons. It's it's a different country. It's different challenges. It's you know it's very close, very similar, but. There's different challenges within it, so I'm sure he's the same. That he thought, well, playing each other twice a year and, and going to these stadiums and having you know big challenges on a weekly basis is maybe excites me again or whatever it might be. But you know, challenges, you've got to win a game again mm. because people aren't getting you know it's sort of agitated if you like. Yeah. Bradford is. You look at their record; they are not having the best of times. I don't think they've only won one at home. And look at their bench: it's a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, mm. 19-year-old goalkeeper. No better time to to play them. I think uh, no better time in terms. Of, I think us coming off the back of the performance on Tuesday as well. Um, I, I think that because of the opposition involved on Tuesday night as well, and where they are in the league and what they've done today, is they're also factors you can't ignore. Not so much for me because my belief and trust in the group is fairly consistent. But I think players need that sometimes. So for them to go on Tuesday, and know that they were dominant and really dominant for big spells in the game. And look at where Peter Brad this season and what they've done. I think as many of the group are going like, okay, we, we're a good side. And but I know I've said this previously. I think they're also getting better at understanding what you've got to do to be a good side in this league. So there's bits that come very easily to us that show we're a good side. There's bits that you know I've knew, but I think we're getting better at that. And I thought even the I know the first twenty minutes of the second half of the other night people would believe we didn't play well. I was actually quite pleased with us because we came under pressure, but we were physically dealing with the game a bit better as well so um, but yeah I think we continue to do that because you know the run has been frustrating because obviously we're not losing but we, we need you know we need and we want to, to turn those draws into wins because if we do that that position we find ourselves in that is okay becomes a very good one all of a sudden as well Always good for a striker to get off the map for a new club mm. Jerome Sinclair good start to well, good to see him get, a, get his first goal Yeah he, I He's just his performance was good, but to, I think to to get his tangible reward with a goal was important for him, um, especially the way the first half had finished. You know, he was really he was disappointed at half time because of the opportunity he had missed close to half time, and he's quite hard on himself as well. So it was important to to be aware of that and and not shy away from it to him and make sure that he, he knew that other opportunities would come his way and um, just disappointed that it wasn't the winner for him because I think it would have been fitting for him the other night to score the winner, but. Really pleased with his game overall because again we mentioned you know, we speak about rescheduling having an opportunity now and other players coming on Tuesday night. Jerome's had to wait, but now that opportunity's came from it. Plays as a main striker, he took it on Tuesday night, and that's all you can ask. And one striker to another, Josh Madger, mm. another goal, another goal at the stadium. I like he keeps sticking on by, doesn't he? He's he's um, I know we see it all the time. Everybody would say that even the other night. There's bits of his game that we still need to improve upon, but. His goal scoring record this season is fantastic, and his goals have been. You know, I was chatting to him this morning. I actually tested one of the analysts and said, "What's his breakdown? Of his goals in terms of left foot, right foot, and headers." And but I think he's a four and three and a and one for his header. So four, even a four and three split across either foot, is 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 brilliant. You know that's not easy to do. I thought his goal the other night was was terrific. You know I know it, 
it doesn't grab loads of headlines, it's not in the top corner or anything, but if you see how he shifts it and where it goes in the net, it's he's very, very good at that. You know, it's actually scarily good at it. And I keep saying about the number of goals you could get this season, it's, it's brilliant. 19 years old to do that is really, really good. You mentioned to Nick about Oviedo's reaction to it, mm. but how is your plans? Is there any change in that going forward with his with the suspension? No, it just um, it just means we're stretched a lot. We went from you know having a, a only last Saturday we said that you know having a, a mat, you know, the strongest squad we've had to being a little bit stretched again and a little bit stretched defensively. And then McGlenn and Denver been out and and um, and now Brian's suspension and the way obviously the game being postponed, we're having Brian avail- un- unavailable. Then there's nothing we can do about that now as well. But uh, it means he's he will not be back available until probably the end of October I think with the game the games work out it's disappointing for him and for us but again it's just it's, I don't really concern myself too much at all than making sure that what I've got available I try and get the, you know, make the best plan for Yeah and that's what I was just about to say but the Blackpool game a nuisance so I guess it's just something you just got to deal with um, It's it's probably a bit of both it's not bad to be able to give the players a little breather because the schedule is hectic but then you've got to squeeze it in somewhere else so it just means it becomes busier further down the line. However, you know, we'd have been without John McLaughlin, who's been terrific for me this season. He's my first choice goalkeeper and he's he's shown why. You know, Tom Flanagan at the moment is a first choice centre back who would have been without. So it's I don't think any club in the league would be happy if they had to be without those players. So the way it's worked out and obviously Brian's call up um, you know, prior to obviously him being suspended would have meant we would have been without Brian, who would have been a, a you know, at that time probably keeping his place in the team as well. So uh, I'm, I'm no qualms it being off for those reasons, but um, as I said, it just means you have to find a date, and that, that's not easy when you look at the, the fixture list. I'm learning that as well. You know, to try and squeeze this game in somewhere. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. You're listening to the Wise Men Say Preview podcast as we look ahead towards Sunderland's trip down to Bradford City at the weekend. We'll start looking at, at Bradford now then, uh, lads. Um, so, yeah, the last five. They won the last game against Wimbledon. Uh, FC, FC Wimbledon, um, I think it was. Not Wimbledon. Well, they, they, are Wimbledon. they are Wimbledon. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's um, fine. Yeah. And they uh, drew the one before that and lost three before that as well. So only won one in the last five. They're currently 19th in uh, League One. Uh, the Jack, uh, Jack Payne, the top goal scorer, on four goals. Must admit, I've never actually heard of him. No, there's, there's, 
so I went through the team today. I think the biggest story from from their season is that they've already changed the manager. Yeah. Oh, I didn't actually know that. Yeah, it was after, <laughs> did, did, after six games. Six games. Michael Collins, who was the youngest manager in the English Football League at 32 years old, uh, was only there for six games. He's been Blimey. sacked and was replaced uh, on the 4th of September by David Hopkins, uh, who is their new head coach. And was the manager of Livingston, so what did come oh, up head to head with Jack Ross last season? Interesting. And how did he do? Do you know? I don't know how they did. My research has not gone into that enough. However, I should have. I'm, I'm sorry. No, well, you've know a lot more about who the manager yeah. is than me because I couldn't have even named him. It seems very Sunderlandy at Bradford recently. Obviously, mm. they ended last season with Simon Grayson, someone who <laughs> yeah. Frank Frankie speaks very well of. <laughs> you won't do <laughs> it on guy. the show. He's not. He's not in today. No, is he not in? He's not in. Come out at the end of the season party, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> but Michael Collins, the promoted, I think he'd just been coaching their under 18s or something. Right. He'd, he'd only yeah. coached youth football up until then. Um, I think Bradford have got. The sports have got issues with the owners, and there was an impression that the the owner just wanted to bring in a young manager who he could kind of control. But I think Hopkin used to be a player there as well. Right, his name rings a bell from somewhere. I um, think he, I think he might have played for them uh, as well. Um, yeah, I, think so I don't know if that's have. got some yeah. some kind of like internal the, the, thing going. They had like quite cons- they were quite consistent managerial. That's why I'm saying it's a bit Sunderlandy now. The yeah. fact that the, this this year they've, they're onto their third manager already and yeah. sacked uh, Stuart McCall last year, so yeah. four in the last twelve months. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, earlier this year, I think McCall mm-hmm. got sacked. So this seems like there's quite a bit upheaval, and the club doesn't know what direction it's going in at the minute. So you can, you can kind of empathise with it a little bit because we've been there very recently. I'm, um, sure, I'm sure there was talk before the season started of like this a bit of unrest generally, yeah. like you say, Rory at the club, and uh, I mean they were like. A decent side knocking on the door for promotion when they beat us up in the cup. Yeah, they seem to always be fifth. Bradford yeah, fifth in League those. One. They're too big for League One, really. I would, I would argue, oh, definitely. But they're they're an example of what can go wrong if you if you don't get out. I suppose a bit like Coventry, where yeah, um, Charlton, as well. yeah, Charlton. Leeds, obviously, if you go a bit further back. Um, and well, Sheffield United were down there for an, an absolutely awful mm, long amount yeah. of time for a club their size. Um. And it is a it is a tough. I think we're seeing by the week it's a tougher division to get out of than you'd think. And the problem is when you're previewing these games, mm-hmm. you can look at the form and who the manager, all this stuff. And ultimately, though, I think what's being the undoing of us isn't how good the team is insofar as like where they are in the league or their form. It's been the way the oppositions have approached games. So Coventry rattled us a bit. Oxford, who have scored once away or something, or mm-hmm. picked up one point away. And you know they're well adrift uh, yeah. from safety at the minute. They've they've picked up a point because yeah we were down to ten men, but we've no one to blame but ourselves for that. Yeah, like we can't <clears throat> use red cards as an excuse anymore no. because it's cost us twice. And at some point they've got to start thinking right. Well, we need to stop reacting. And I know that isn't easy because we're all, all human, but they need to learn to game sort of, management. Yeah, yeah, just tighten your belt, get through it. Yeah. And, and go on and it's really hard to say how Bradford will approach this game obviously a slight upturn in form four points out of the last two but who knows whether they're actually any good yeah. do you know what I, you th- I you'd think mm. after after that win in midweek and being at home and we've said it a few times on here it's, it's not too arrogant to suggest we're the big scalp in this division oh, we're yeah. the ones who've just came down from the mm-hmm. championship we are the, the biggest club in that 
division. You can argue that we're not, but we well, we are. We are. I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah, about look it, at look at the setup. Whatever defines a big club, Sunderland are the biggest club in that division. So they're going to come at us for that first twenty minutes at least. Yeah, and it's about how we weather that first twenty minutes. In recent weeks, we've actually been all right in the, the last first twenty of, minutes. The last couple of games, yeah. yeah if, you, if you go back a few weeks, we're talking about we can't concede early on, we can't mm. go behind first. We actually we've not been doing that lately, but yeah. it's it's later in the games where the composure's dropping now. Mm. So quite confident we can get through that and take the lead. But it's, can we kill it off or just see it out? It'd be quite pleasing to win just one nil. And I was thinking that yeah. I was thinking that before, just before Oviedo got sent off. I was mm. like, I think I don't think we'll score again, but. I think we'll just like keep this tight and just keep it at 1-0. We've yeah. weathered the storm and then Oviedo lashes out and that doesn't happen. Yeah. So it'll be quite pleasing to just go to Bradford and just do a job, like do the job. It'll be brilliant. Obviously, you want to win 4-5-0, whatever, but I think just happen, a, prof- a professional 1-0 line, win. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it would just it would show a lot about absolutely. that the discipline is there and, and the ability to just see the game a out profe- and the game. A, proper, and, a good professional exactly, performance. Exactly, yeah. So how do you, th- how do you think Sunderland will, will line up then? Because... Um, there was cat is going to be available again, which is good. Um, but we're going to now not see Brian Oviedo. Um, who else is um, still coming? Well, uh, Honeyman's back now yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, Denver Hume's still injured. Yeah, Denver Hume Gucci's yeah. out for this game as yeah. well. I mean, um, I think we've got so many options in attacking areas. Gucci not being out. Uh, sorry, Gucci being out isn't the end of the world. I think he'd had a slight dip in form. And I think actually the attacking quartet on Tuesday, there's no reason to break that up. Yeah, yeah. McGeady as well actually is worth mentioning. He looked even. He was definitely end. knackered by the last 20 minutes. Yeah, so even he then. He should have been taken off. But he couldn't because it, I think you'd have to sacrifice a forward for Well, you, pro- you probably but would have seen Oviedo, Oviedo push further up and actually yeah. might have been yeah. Reese James come on because the options on the bench weren't great on no, Tuesday. No, that was night. the problem. So. Mm. Possibly would have been Reese James and Oviedo. However, I thoroughly appreciated Kim Piotka's uh, entry to the first. Oh game. yeah, it was great. It was That's what you want. Yeah, it was oh, great. Little, little cameo and, another guy who was fouled about seventy-five yes. times yeah. and then a free right. kick was. But given did you see what he did him. at the end? He went the South Stand. He was like, yeah, for like no reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, it's good to see he recovered from that awful miss in the Czech trade game against uh, Stoke City's under twenty-one. Oh yes, yeah. it was oh, a that. horrible miss, um, and he was actually really unlucky with that. McGeady kind of lashed it across. Yeah, yeah. Just, so I thought he could have gotten on the end of one of those like, Gaza 96 moments. Wasn't oh, it? yeah. Just couldn't. Put his it's exactly the same. Ready, it's yeah. exactly the same. Same hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's what we should start yeah. calling him. Yeah. Gaza Kimpy Yorker. Yeah. Yeah. That's got a, a right. I like it. It does, it does roll it. off the tongue quite well. Yeah, well done. You've just made a That's a hashtag now. Yeah, so there was a few unknown names. I think Jack Diamond was on the bench. Yeah, he was also on the bench. As well. The great name as well. Superb name. Superb. Names Got a few league. coming through. Great yeah. here. Yeah, Dem- Denver Hume as well. Yeah, but he he won't be in action. So do we start with James on on the left hand side? You think has to be really, doesn't yeah. it? I don't Northern think I don't changes. I don't think the back the back four changes. The okay. only way apart from Oviedo obviously oh. coming out. Okay. What ended the game? Sorry, yeah. that's what I mean. Okay, you could you could. I don't know if Leuven's is fit. I'm presuming not. But if he was, the only change I would consider is bringing him into the middle and Flanagan to right back mm-hmm. because Matthews great going forward. He doesn't really look like he knows where he's supposed yeah. to be at right back. Half I agree the time. with that on Matthews, but I just thought Flanagan was so good at centre half, it would be a bit of a shame to take him out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't that, know. It, it, there's something about them two as a partnership I just don't feel very comfortable with. So who plays in the middle with Max Power then? It's, it's got to be Catamore. Yeah. yeah. You kind of keep playing McGeek. 
No, just... he's not showing up. I thought he was all right on Tuesday, but you need to see more from him when he's not. Mm-hmm. He's not got enough cash in the bank, really, does he? What, what... I, I thought he was he was tidy. Like it was it was a you know he was just recycling possession. It's only going well. to be the, the maybe the second time Max Power would have played with Catamol in the middle then. And the first time he got sent off very, very yep. quickly. Did they, play, did they not play alongside each other against Gillingham? Would that have been the yep. first time? Yeah, sorry, you're right. Yeah, so there's there's about 90 minutes plus the Would that be your so. first choice in the middle then? Yeah, Max Power and Luke Cats. Hamill yeah. easily, yeah. And then front four, I think, just is the same. Yeah. Sinclair did well the other night as yeah, well. Yeah, it was really yeah, good. And he'll be he'll be on, on a high after getting that first yeah. goal now. Madger, like Madger really as well, actually. Yeah, we we're not touching on Madger enough, actually, because I think we're taking him Absolutely. for granted a, yeah. a bit, but... No one expected this start of the season from him. We were probably a little bit worried when we were starting the season with him up front, and mm. he's been absolutely fantastic. Yeah, like well, no, the, the only player who's had a touch near him, like in terms of, was Tony for his goal. Yeah, I've yeah. not seen anyone else capable of doing what Magic can do. With the way his he swaps feet. his feet around, yeah, yes, over yes, in, that, in the box. Yeah, exactly. like, finds himself a couple of yards somehow, and then just places a pass. People the talking about the things that he doesn't do, that doesn't hold it up. Like that's it's just Not bollocks. It's absolute bollocks. Like look at the stuff he does. He does it so well. Mm-hmm. Eight goals for a nineteen-year-old kid, and doesn't matter if it's in League One. It's his first full proper season of senior football he was only making cameos for us in the championship last season <laughs> well, that's phenomenal that's t- Tony you know Magic because we, if we'd been in the Premier League Tony would be the equivalent of Magic. you'd mm. be loaning him to League One yeah. this is the level you'd want him to shine at if exactly. you think he had any chance of making it and he's shining and some like it's the, it's yeah. amazing how the, well he's doing. The thing is, the people who like say he's not doing enough are the type of people who always if you if you're in the Premier League always be like, well, get the kids in. He's doing really well yeah, in League yeah. One. Well, and we'd be demanding for him to be in the side. Honey, like Honeyman is the epitome of that. People who were bigging him up in the handful of Premier League games he had, you know, are now the ones who probably yeah. don't want him anywhere near the team. Mm-hmm. And it's such an odd thing that happens at this football club with our young players. Yeah. And I'm not a huge Honeyman fan. I think he's fine, though. Mm-hmm. He's decent. He's had he's some horrible. really good contributions you know, already yeah, this season. Completely. Look at the way he links up with... He's the best player to link up with Lyndon Gooch. Oh, yeah. Lyndon they, Gooch they've got best, some nice combinations. Yeah, exactly. Totally. His best performance has yeah. come from usually through things that Honeyman does. I don't yeah. think you can underrate that. Not saying that means Honeyman has to come back into the side on Saturday, because... I think he will, you know. The, I wouldn't be too surprised. Jack Ross clearly likes him, but I well, don't know who you can... Of who? Exactly. I think it would be McGeady. If McGeady's not got... Because he, the plan probably wasn't to give McGeady 90 minutes on not Saturday, on, on Tuesday, from, rather. From injury, no. So he might have to think, what? how do I manage him? Do I do I start him? And might have to take him off at half-time what after an, an hour? What could be. Or oh, completely. if our options yeah. are limited on the bench, does he not maybe think, Honeyman can do a job, and then I've got... I've exactly. got him as an option off the bench. Totally. It's a, it's a gamble either way you do it. Mm-hmm. And if it goes wrong, people look back in hindsight and say you should have done the other thing. The the, <laughs> the opposite exactly, but but that's probably the only headache I think he's really got for, I think, for Saturday. Well, well fullback wise, you are likely to see Matthews and um James at fullback and I think both of them look like they've got defensive deficiencies, but both are pretty comfortable once they get in the opposition's half. And I think what Honeyman would offer that McGeady doesn't is a bit of protection, mm-hmm. whichever this, ever mm-hmm. side you put him on. I think Maguire actually works pretty hard. Yeah. Um, and that maybe gives you a little bit more balance, especially if you're playing two out-and-out strikers. Mm-hmm. And as as far as that goes, by the way, that is pretty much the norm in, in League One. 
Peterborough yeah. winning games are playing two up front. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I just don't think formations when, aren't very nuanced, are there, or anything it, it like that? It doesn't look like it, does it? <laughs> and you look at it and think, Magic, he does lots of things very good, but one of the things he doesn't do that great is hold up the ball. So it is worth helping him because Sinclair looked like he Getting had a bit, bit closer more muscle, him. yeah, bit more streetwise. Yeah, great. Let let Magic drop off. And, and, and do, do what stuff. he's good at, yeah, exactly. exactly. And Honeyman, with his energy, if you're bringing him into the side, and you want that protection away from home. Completely. He'll he'll get all over the pitch. He'll, he won't stop grafting for you, and it gives gives like power a bit of license to push on a bit further because he didn't get as much chance to do that against Peterborough. I know no, it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't particularly yeah. needed to be fair because our attacking player was quite good, but just gives you that option as well. So I think Catamore gives him more license. Yeah, that well. that too as well. Um, yeah. Hopefully. I cannot see him start McGeek. I'd be very disappointed if he did. Yeah. Again, he's another player who I'm not sure whether he can do 90 minutes. Two, three, but yeah, he didn't do 90 against Coventry. But he, if he was mm. to play Saturday, he'd have played 50, 60 odds against Coventry, 90 Tuesday, and then start another game. It's a he good just point. doesn't look that athletic to me. And he had an injury in pre-season, so he might be struggling for fitness still he, as well. I just think with McGeek, it. it's just I'm waiting for him to show what he excels at he's, mm. he's he's tidy but nothing nothing more and you, you we're going to need more from yeah. the middle of midfield like yeah. we saw his like highlight reel when he signed and he was like Impressive, scoring like pre-season re- as well really was, nice um, goals yeah wasn't it? yeah mm. exactly so i wonder there must be a player in there <laughs> i just wonder especially in pre-season games are played at like zero miles an hour 70 percent and i just wonder i don't know a lot about the spl other than as we're you know, you see the odd game, but is it just a slower league? It's a banter and, league, that's what well, it is, Craig. Know, that's well, what we know. I didn't want to bring that up again, <laughs> as much as I'd love to. We saw another one of the uh, banter boys in Cummins playing on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. There's another great refereeing moment we should mention. Oh, Probably yeah, the yeah. best one, actually. That was my highlight. Oh, closing down McLaughlin. Yeah. Just, just yeah. Let's, let's, him, let's him have it. And then, for some reason, Cummins have got three options to pass two to just put it into an empty net and he runs straight into someone. <laughs> that was my highlight of the game, actually. Forget the great turn by Maguire. Yeah. Just want to see Cummins get his head down and run into somebody. Excellent. Get his head down and excite. It's time, it did. It's time for our predictions uh, for the weekend. Uh, are you still going to stick with your 1-0 professional performance? 2-0. Um, want, want to seal it later on. Wow, that'd be so. nice. Uh, Craig? Um, I think we'll concede. So I'm going to say we'll win 3-1. Right, and all the lads will have a good day out because we're all going down together. Yeah, we're getting the megabus from Sunderland at yes. nine in the morning. Cans and megabuses. Cans I'll and megabus. We are meeting up with Tom as well. Yeah. Not, so. not, not at this age. Come no, on. cans at that time. I'll wait until the train. Flat way for you then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> flat way. Yes. Right then, that, 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 that's it from us. All I've got left to do is to promote the Dennis Smith pods. Uh, which are available now if anyone likes a little bit of uh, nostalgia. Uh, Stephen and Gareth are back on Monday. The live uh, pod, has any tickets left for that? I'm just checking that now because there was some released um, and Gareth did say... Oh, he said there's one and then followed by, actually, no, there isn't, sold out, so... But okay. Jack Jack Ross is coming to the Peacock next Thursday. Um, just just to plug it, just to tell you. It's, yeah. it's, really, it's really, nice to brag about. really hope he brings Chris Maguire... Oh, imagine if we get surprise Maguire, the best kind of Maguire. It's good that we... We're out, I was planning on driving over as well, but if Maguire's coming, I'm going to have to well, you book a hotel then. in I, know, I was going to say, there'll be shots. So yeah. Sunderland fans go down to pubs to meet their managers the manager. and chairmen and people like that, whereas 
other fans go down and chant while they're having pasta. <laughs> so that's that's the norm, apparently. Yeah, that's the well. done thing. And if you're not doing that, you don't care enough about your club. And that's why that's apparently why you're you're in League One. Well, we, Even though we got the owner, the owner did change at Sunderland, but. Yeah. It only happened now because we don't care enough. We don't protest enough. Yeah. Apparently. We're in League One because the fans. Yeah. Eh? The, fan, I, I the fans decided to well, sign Jack Rodwell it. and pay him 100 grand a week or whatever. I'm going to go at my local MP about this. Uh, <laughs> see us next time. <laughs> Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.